It's, I, I hope I didn't bum everybody out. I hope they listen to the end for the white Christmas. Bull- All right, well, let's get a good 10 minutes. And what do you want to talk about? Moms <laughs> for Liberty, baby. Let me get banned from TikTok again. Mm-hmm. Okay, for those of you in India that don't do TikTok, they keep banning my videos. And I'm not even saying anything wrong. I just think they're getting they're getting advertising from the people that are banning me. I wish I was kidding. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they're getting money shown from the people that you're talking about. So <laughs> no. I I just it's so undemocratic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh Jesus. It's, I do want to mention that we had 26 minutes of a great recording, except somebody yeah. forgot to hit record. And this time well, it's just me. <laughs> I know. Well, here's the here's the other thing. So last time I forgot my microphone. So Deepak and I are doing great. At least both of us are screwing up. It's not just once. He can't stare and go, my partner sucks. Mm-hmm. It's all one-way street, so I don't feel as guilty when I get off. And I'm like, uh, I'm so sorry, Sean. <laughs> we're, we're all good. What I always try to tell people is, you know, these are not professional productions. You're mm. in your house and I'm in my restaurant. And we do the best we can with the cheap, cheap equipment that we can buy off of the internet for $20. <laughs> exactly. And we're like halfway across the world from each other <laughs> right okay let's before since we only got 10 minutes let's talk let's talk about some comedy so you did a closing act which mm-hmm. night oh that was that was a really good gig for the sole reason that it was just people from different parts of india not uh-huh. all of them were from here and we were talking about like i honestly wanted to talk to them about something till i realized that there was a lady in a hijab sitting there and right. I was just doing jokes about how my neighbors growing up, one was a Muslim family, one was a Christian family, and the lovely food that they used to give us. And on <laughs> our festivals, other Hindu festivals where we make only vegetarian stuff, that's all we used to give them. <laughs> I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> but you know, you know what I would say on that is, so I've got one Muslim brother-in-law and a Baha'i brother-in-law. I still truthfully don't know what Baha'i is, but mm-hmm. because he never talks about it. I mean, I'm I'm happy to listen, but... The Muslim one I'm real familiar with because I worked in restaurants with loads of Muslims. Mm. They eat a lot of lamb. And so I'm talking to my brother-in-law and he goes, yeah, you know, when I die, I don't want anybody doing a funeral. I don't want you guys taking me to the Catholic church (laughs) because here's what I want you to do. I want you to buy a lamb and give it to some children. And I go, you want me to like a live lamb? And he goes, no, pieces of a lamb. I go, do you have any idea how weird that sounds to Americans right now? Sean, it is awesome. Certain Muslim festivals here in India, I would right. get like a bowl of <clears throat> the lamb that they oh, yeah. probably butchered that morning. No, right. like raw. But here you go. Oh. <laughs> oh, come on. Whoa. Do what you want with it type thing. <laughs> okay, but so if it was me as a little boy, I'd be throwing that at cars coming down the street. Yeah. Really scare the shit out of them. Yeah, we're we're a little odd over here. I know most people have probably never eaten lamb for one, and if you gave it to a bunch of little kids, it would backfire. But I love the idea behind it that he doesn't want any any uh, any pomp and circumstance. He just you know just get mm-hmm. it done, man. I'm I'm good with that. <laughs> I like that all okay. Human interactions just involve a little bit of catering. Otherwise, we just get listless. <laughs> God, isn't that the truth? Okay, now you need to use that in your act. That was brilliant. <laughs> that What differentiates one event to another? 
mm-hmm. the catering. That's all just the catering. <laughs> okay. While we're on the air for our 10 minutes, let me, let me tell you. So uh, I had this family named the wards that I've worked with over the years and, and years. And my wife is sick for some of you that don't know. And I so we were not going to, I did stay with them for a bit too, when I was Airbnb remember? Oh, no show. Oh God. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Good for you. Hey, great people. Mm-hmm. They, um, but they came over yesterday and did lights all over my house and they purchased the lights. They didn't just put them up. And this no, was no. like a professional job, the whole roof thing. And I was, I was like, that is the single kindest thing in the world. And here's why my wife loves Christmas lights or holiday lights. You know, I don't care which mm-hmm. festival you got, as long as you got some lights up and made her whole week. And she was not having a good week until then. So yeah, kudos that, that, that that happened and um and you know we all don't think that people are going to be nice and you and i are especially a bit curmudgeon so <laughs> it's good to prove us both wrong restore <laughs> a little bit of faith in humanity just before the christmas season <laughs> exactly right when you may want it so uh yeah we've got we've got a competition in our city you know everybody puts up their christmas lights and they want pictures taken of them mm-hmm. and uh and so the city manager said you guys have got to quit using the word Christmas lights. We have Jewish people. <laughs> he goes through everything that we have and he goes, can you just say holiday lights? And I go, yeah, I mean, I'm not one of, I am, I'm not one of those people. Evidently I am because I'm the one who keeps saying Christmas lights just because that's what I know them as. And I obviously don't intend as to I, do it. As I'm harm. drinking from a Merry Christmas cup. <laughs> there you go. My Hindu friend. <laughs> yeah, but you're like a, a Catholic Hindu. <laughs> you, got, you got you got beat up in Catholic school like me by the nuns and then chose to talk to somebody else. <laughs> mm-hmm. Lordy, lordy. Say, now I need to go back and reiterate that story about the bar counter incident. <laughs> right. <laughs> now is when, it, if you had the clip, that would work. Sean, Tell right now, it just seems like early onset dementia where I'm just going, like, did I speak to him about that already? Was that before I hit record or after I hit record? Right. <laughs> oh, Lord. My my son told me yesterday, I, I go, yeah, I just have these moments. I just can't think of things. And he goes, I believe that has a term and it's called dementia, Dad. I was like, <laughs> ow, please don't say that. Even if it's true, don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> Way to go, Kyle, being mean to your dad. <laughs> I know, exactly. Well, he's getting ready to go back to Austin, Texas here this week. They're they're finalizing a bunch of paperwork and stuff. So, yeah, life is, life is good. Tell everybody your bar story because that matters. Deepak goes into a bar and they've got a special. You buy two drinks, you get a drink for free as if somebody needs that third drink. <laughs> yeah, and I was in a hurry and I just took two and I was like, oh, I'll get the the next one later. But it's like a nameless, faceless bar. It's not like a mom and pop shop. This is basically where the owners are too rich to even bother with what's happening with that place. And they pay so like TGI Fridays and they don't have enough bling on. Exactly. <laughs> and they like the waiter was like, oh, I can't hold it for you tomorrow and all of that. And I was like, okay, so if I leave, you're going to sell this to somebody else, right? He was like, yeah. I was like, do you make any money off that? He was like, no. I'm like, what do you make if you don't mind me asking? And he was like, about converts to like $300 a month, raises uh, two children. 
So wow. I so I did take that drink, poured a little bit into everybody's glass like a top up throughout. <laughs> and I gave him back the empty mug and I left. And I told him, I was like, if I come back and if I ever see this, like there's one free left, I would rather pour right. it in the sink than give it back to yeah. you guys. <laughs> right. <laughs> this God. is just the most horrible idiot idiotic right. policy I can think of. <laughs> It's like an airport bar. You know, you're <laughs> literally just like, I'm just trying to take the edge off of this thing. Can you just give me a drink? And the manager comes over. I just wanted to check in and see if you're okay because you've had two drinks. And you're like, <laughs> you evidently don't know what drinking really means, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> oh. We we have places over here that literally have to check you after after two drinks to make sure you're okay. And you go, you know, I have to be totally honest with you. We used to be able to legally drive with an open beer. How about that? The good old days, Sean. <laughs> I I have not had any alcohol for about thirty years. I mean, it's it's been it's been a while, but we had bigger cars back then. So you know, if you got hit, nothing really happened. <laughs> it's going yeah. away. Sorry, friend. Sean, even the other people in the neighborhood went like this concerned with safety. They were like, hey, walk it off. <laughs> I can see your house. <laughs> no, you know, in all honesty, and this is and this is um, when when people use the term white privilege, white people don't really like to hear that because it sounds to us bad. But our whole goal in life is to have those those connections to have that privilege. That is literally what we work towards. So. Mm -hmm. I have been pulled over where I was obviously inebriated, almost fell out of a car in Chicago. And the guy was like, where are you going? And I said, <laughs> gave him the address. And he goes, it's the end of my shift. I'm going to turn my lights on. You follow me and you don't drive anywhere else. <laughs> it took me over there and parked and left. And I was like, just so I can tell my fellow white friends, that's <laughs> what they mean. <laughs> But it okay. So our neighborhood where we live at, Oklahoma, I'm talking about. Right. There have yeah, been yeah. times where a cop has just given me a ride from yeah. the pub to my house because yeah. he probably sees me walking every day with Daisy yeah. or talking to you, and yeah. he probably knows that idiot with a scooter on the street right. is my friend was... of mine. <laughs> <laughs> But those of you who don't know, Sean at times when the weather is nice goes on a scooter. And I don't mean like a moped. I, I mean like a <laughs> what do you call those damn things? <laughs> so they are a there's a legitimate commercial scooter that that is decommissioned. So I, I picked it up. They go 18 to 22 miles an hour, which really is too fast. I, I'm not mm. gonna lie, it's too fast. Have I wrecked? Yes. Tell myself, yes. Is it still fun? Yes. Do I know people that have brain damage from doing the same thing? Yes. Do I still enjoy riding it? Yes. Do I wear a helmet? No, no, I don't. But I should. Mm -hmm. I'm telling you, I should. Um, one of our guys that works for the city saw me, because I usually do it for politics. I go door to door, and, and, and it's way faster. This guy takes video of me riding over a curb and doing like a jump like people would do with a BMX bicycle and sent it to my wife. I am 60, 60 years old and <laughs> sent it to my wife to go, do you see what he's doing? You need to make him stop. Wait, did you did you ever find him and be like, way to go, knock? <laughs> I, 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 I may have had a, a, well, he's like 80 and the most harmless guy in the world. I was like, Larry, man, you can't send shit like that to my wife. You make me look bad. And he goes, 
that's the whole point, Sean, to get you to stop doing it. And I was like, okay, I'm going to do my best, which means I'm not going to do it at all, but I'm going to act like <laughs> Of course yeah. you're not, dude. Crazy shit, my friend. All right, how much time do you think okay, we have we left? we got a minute, but I am just okay. going to take us out and yeah. connect this to the other episode and just put them the, all together. The lousy audio. I am responsible for the lousy audio. Deepak is responsible for the short show. Yeah, so we're <laughs> merging two episodes. The, other, the one you're going to listen to after this is going to be from Monday. <laughs> so There you go. <laughs> Thank you for listening, everybody. We appreciate it. Like and subscribe on YouTube, Spotify, Villagers Podcast. You are the man, brother. I will see you. Later. It is 72. <laughs> oh, wow. I, I feel terrible for you right now. And you're wearing a sweatshirt. That, hold on. Le- That's adorable. <laughs> I'm going to go see- black. Back and I got to get my lights on out here. I just got everything in the oven. Mm-hmm. Oh. Hey, did you by chance... So let's let's start this episode out beautifully. So I, I have a roommate of mine. I, I, those of you who've never listened, I went to an international boarding school. Deepak mm-hmm. went to a lovely British boarding school. And uh, and every once in a while, you get the get to see how or, or who you've been to school. So, so far, I've been to school with people that are in the uh, – Baseball Hall of Fame, a bunch of people have played professional football, this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, from school, I went to that loser, Josh Holly, that's in the Senate now from Missouri, went to my high school. But I didn't go to school with him. So, but okay. my roommate, this is why this is important. My roommate, <laughs> freshman year in high school, is a, a, a guy named Gustavo. I don't want to go into the names, but he was from Mexico. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he wasn't bragging. This guy is not a braggart, but he's very, very, very smart. And he's uh, an international lawyer. And he was in Turkey waiting to go to a UN summit on climate crisis that he was speaking at. And I'm like, wow, I was washing dishes in my pub Saturday night because the dishwasher all been sick. I've done something wrong. I got I got to get a bigger game. <laughs> <laughs> a UN climate summit, Sean, and we've just been wandering around it. <laughs> in Oklahoma fighting with some fucking loser Ryan Walters to try to just to try to make our schools better yeah mm-hmm. oh, uh, all politics are local say got my Christmas cup ready oh god it is that time of year mm-hmm. <laughs> are, are we going to have the talk about the uh, the dreaded 2023 <laughs> I, I used to joke and go what could be worse than COVID oh lord <laughs> see uh the worst part was i was listening to an old episode of like a year end review back in 2012 where it was my old um the guy i used to work with where he starts off the program by saying (laughs) um we all shuffled into 2012 being kicked in the time nuts (laughs) by 2011 (laughs) that's how he described it back then (laughs) and it's just been downhill ever since (laughs) it is uh it's it's an amazing thing and and look this year honestly got my first my first 10 months were pretty good the uh the last the last or first nine the last three years are or they're not bad i always go with the uh what is the I'm trying to think of what the Chinese symbol is, and it's it's like for danger, but it's also danger and opportunity. 
So, you know, it's, it's all in the way, it's all in the way you look at it. And I, I have always been one of these people that would annoy everybody else. When I have my headphones on, I am usually listening to uh, motivational videos and speeches and stuff because I find that it reprograms my brain. Like if I'm a, if I'm a, a little sluggish or, or more down than usual, cause you know, you and I can, can jump on the down train occasionally, but I, I do that and it literally lifts me up out of it. Cause people go, well, you know, it's proven that this doesn't really do this and this and this. And I go in my life, it's proven that it works pretty damn well. So yeah, I keep, cause it works for me. Yeah. There, there are so many times where I'm like bummed out and you'll send me like, <laughs> you send me the weird Joey Diaz videos where Joey Diaz is just <laughs> yelling at you to get the fuck up from bed. <laughs> get the fuck up. What you gonna do? You don't need you don't need an army to take over the world. You just need three more fires. Yeah, hopefully we can get through YouTube on that one. But <laughs> Joey no. Diaz is the quintessential mobster that I would have grown up with. The guys that you see generally on television. Mm-hmm. No, Joey Diaz. That he's the shit. I know. <laughs> he does have a Mexican last name, but he looks very, very, very Italian. Yeah, that's what even I was wondering. <laughs> I'm assuming there was a change in there somewhere. Mm-hmm. But that guy is that guy. Even for normal people, I think my favorite one ever that I and I'm sure I've sent it to you is the guy that goes to the gym and he's this insane white guy, and he's mm-hmm. on there with this insane black guy, and they're talking about racism at the gym. There's no racism at the gym. Somebody just picks up your weights and helps you. Everything is solved in the gym. It just goes on and and you're like, are both of you on steroids and are both of you okay? (laughs) There was the movie, uh, something that I was watching the other day where it's like the internal monologue of this guy. And he sees like these built guys talking to each other in the parking lot outside a strip club. And he mumbles to himself, like he says, I think a 30 day wait period on creatine is not a bad idea. (laughs) And that's a good joke. That is a damn good joke. Hey, the uh, so speaking of speaking of twenty twenty three and the comedy circuit that you've managed to to avail yourself to. Uh-huh. So, what does twenty twenty four? You are you writing stuff for twenty twenty four? Are you just trying to get through twenty twenty three and all the stuff you've written? To be honest with you, I am actually trying to write a new set every week. And oh wow! Yeah, wow. I'm trying to do to a point where I have at least 30 solid minutes by, say, January sometime, middle. It actually pays you for this shit. For those of you who don't know, you can can make a little bit of money for a 20-minute set, 30 and 40, you can headline. If if it's a full pack to 30, you can headline. Mm -hmm. Um, I heard somebody this past week doing a version of Stephen Wright 1980s intellectual comedy and mm. I was, I, and of course, I don't know who it was. I was like, oh, my God, I haven't heard anything this smart in decades. I mean, you know, Stephen Wright was pre, um, what was the Italian dude's name? Mm. Oh, my God, the guy that, hey. Colin? Hickory <laughs> Doc. <laughs> Anthony, Anthony. Shit. I, I'm blacking I'm, on it. He was the guy that took comedy down as well as Roseanne Barr. <laughs> <laughs> I think America 
has never recovered. And it started with Roseanne Barr's television show. And uh, oh my God, I can't believe I can't remember the guy's name. Uh, oh, well. You'll anyway. probably text me the moment we get off and tell me, hey, I do remember. Mm -hmm. Yeah, in the middle of nap time. Well, I mean, once I once we come up with the name, you'll be like, well, of course. I, but he was he 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 peaked early. Andrew Dice Clay. Now, there. Yeah. Did, Andrew oh, Dice shit. Clay. I totally forgot to tell you a couple of weeks ago. Um, Bill yeah. Burr, Bill Burr was playing the Madison Square Garden, and guess right. who opened for him? Who that guy? Clay. Oh dear God. Well, mm -hmm. you know. He Thing that I will say about Bill Burr, I don't care what anybody thinks about the guy. That guy is like everybody I grew up with, combined into one insane individual. <laughs> but people really and truly, so he he is incapable, incapable of being PC, politically mm -hmm. correct. He he just doesn't have him in it. That the way he sees life just can't move to that. So we are from an occupied country by the British who basically mm -hmm. took all the money and left us with the shittiest jobs you've ever met. So we were the Guatemalans of Europe, essentially. And I, I don't know, you guys might know something about how this works. They take all your shit and then you're like, well, let's <laughs> see if we can make a shit sandwich with what's left and figure out a way to So every Irish people are wildly, wildly negative. And if mm -hmm. you can figure out a way to spin it where it's comedic, it's classic. And that guy is one of the best spinners I've ever seen. But he literally, when I watch him, I almost feel homesick. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> that is. <laughs> now, for most people, he's too much. But if you That's... really look at him, mm -hmm. he, lives what, he lives what he says. I mean, he really does. And, and, and let's be honest, eh, it may not be most comedians. They're, you know, they're trying to figure out what the audience wants so they can get hired. Yes, for sure. He doesn't dumb. Like even if you listen to his <laughs> shout, even if you listen to his podcast, he has a Monday and a Thursday podcast. Okay, right. there are times where he starts the show by saying, "What's up, you?" <laughs> As of right now, whether you like him or not, I think he's the most authentic comedian out there. And mm -hmm. uh, so, you know, I am from <clears throat> that era, but I also. There's a there's an Asian female that seems to be pregnant on every show she does. Who Wong, kills, <laughs> yeah, who kills me. Absolutely kills me. Um, and I think as far as females go, she is probably the best I have seen. But mm. you know, what is my criteria? My deal is is I want to laugh until I cry. And yep. if you get me to that point, I feel okay about having spent 50 or 75 bucks to see you. But if I just leave it, oh, that was a good show. You know, Dave Chappelle used to be a laugh till you, you cry guy to me. Um, and once everybody started picking on him, he's 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 gotten a little too caught up in that for me. But he's good at it. I mean, God knows you don't want Dave Chappelle attacking you. I know. <laughs> like someone the other day asked me about uh, talking about uh, him being photographed with Lauren Bobert. And I was like, mm -mm, I am not saying a word. The deal is, is the weirdness of people is what makes people funny. Mm -hmm. you know, tr trust me, anybody from India that's never been to England and really doesn't know that much about it will look around all day and go, what in the fuck is going on here? Because <laughs> there's a lot of it just doesn't make any sense. And they'd be mm -hmm. in this, a similar way. 
So you go to Austin, Texas, which you would assume it's in Texas, you know, that they'd be the crazy gun tote and cowboy deals. And they're not. It's like the super liberal city. And and then you go from New York City, where every day is basically um, kind of a bit of a street fight. Mm -hmm. But everybody tries to make the street fight look glamorous. Yep. This is a glamorous city. And you're like, really? Because I saw a guy take a turd on the subway. Literally. <laughs> like, pull his pants down. There's nothing glamorous about that. And they can laugh about that. So Andrew Dice Clay comes from that environment. That's mm -hmm. that's where the stuff he said. But, you know, he eventually played he played a character that people mm -hmm. wanted to see. And he made millions and millions of dollars doing it. <laughs> you know? that, see, a lot of their upbringing can be figured out on their sets as well, because there is this bit that Burr does where he talks about... Um, how he remembers the two times that he was hugged by his mother, <laughs> once oh. when he was a child and once when he yeah. was moving out. <laughs> oh my God, that's awesome. Okay, now I will honestly tell you in, in accordance with that. Mm -hmm. So I, I catered my sister's wedding. Being the restaurant owner in the family, you get to cater. Everybody's wedding is free. So mm -hmm. Mary, have a, have a restaurant tour, Marianne, if you don't mind the alcoholism, drug addiction, philandering, gambling, and everything else. You get free wedding catering. Now, that's a Bill Barr statement, right? <laughs> so um, my mom comes up to me and goes, God, I guess you really are pretty good at this. Now, I've owned a top 100 in America restaurant. <laughs> and, and my family's owned another top 100 in America. We're very good at it. And my, and my mom was like, yeah, I guess you're really very good at this. And mm -hmm. I was so struck by the compliment that it ingrained in, and she died the next day. I am not kidding. I nope, got nope. one compliment <laughs> and she died the next day. <laughs> and it's not funny, but it's hilarious. I know. Yeah. <laughs> See, we, we laugh at stuff like this, <laughs> but a lot I mean, of people get super touchy about things like this. <laughs> no. I mean, it was literally the last telling moment of everything that oh my god i got a compliment Whew, you better do the sign of the cross here we go <laughs> it, it we just we so the what what it's called it goes back you and i did an episode i believe called tall poppy about uh -huh. people in australia and in america and they're they want you to do well but just not better than them does that make okay. sense so our families just want to make sure you stay uh grounded and mm -hmm. the way do that is they just cut you down all the time so you have no confidence which what happens is the opposite plays mm -hmm. out you develop this false bravado because you're not getting any of it at home so you go get somewhere else it's i don't think it works i mean i i really speaking about a knock and self-confidence show i was i was showing the year wrap and the stats on our spotify channel so spotify yeah. we mainly just market that in the u.s I've never promoted right. it here in India because right. everybody here just sticks to the YouTube channel. Right. I'm showing these numbers. My mom just looks at me and she goes like, so no one listens in India. And I'm like, I'm like That's what, what the hell? <laughs> what are you saying? That I know she didn't mean anything like, by it, but it was just like, right. like in my head, it's always like that negative tone and cadence if I'm not paying attention. <laughs> and, she, and she's just literally pointing out the obvious. It's, so that that deal that you sent me from Spotify is mm. fascinating. But what's most fascinating is that the biggest 
show was how to create a tyrant, which for those of you who haven't listened, it's worth listening to, but it's taken off of a TV show called How to Create a Tyrant. We didn't yeah, invent it. It's a Netflix show. And the fact that, that Germany was the second watched country on it makes <laughs> it just go, is that predictable or scary? <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's sitting there taking notes, going like, "Okay, what did we do last time wrong? <laughs> Where did we go wrong? Was it the methamphetamines march through Europe, or did we just go a little too far over here?" Mm -hmm. Yeah, I do, I do a podcast with a guy named Kit Fairchild, and and Kit is a student of strategy, and mm -hmm. and, and and he's good at it. And so, anything you ever want to know about strategy. And I always ask him unprepared during a podcast because I want to learn something rather than have it just be, you know, some some uh, fake uh, news discussion where you're like, and that strategy work back in the <laughs> and almost always mm -hmm. stuff comes back down to Central Europe. And you just go, How could they be so bad at strategy to not have calculated how far you can go? You know, I mean, you mm -hmm. just go, eh, maybe somebody should have put pen to paper and you know gone. How far can we safely go without anybody really coming after us? And and they could have had they not gone to England, they mm -hmm. probably kept everything. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was that was the one step too far. And their bastard cousin in America eventually, eventually stepped in to help when there was money there. <laughs> mm-hmm. Say nobody so, talks um, about the financial benefit of war, Sean. <laughs> lordy, lordy, my cousins do. America got all of England's money, which all of us that are Irish in America mm -hmm. were like, how's that feel, friend? <laughs> How's that feel to have somebody roll in and help you and take everything you've got? <laughs> well, Do we care? <laughs> Sean, way to start off when I text you specifically and told you there's going to be a Christmas episode. <laughs> yes. Oh, I'm sorry. It was Merry Christmas in all the Americans' houses that year because they had new houses and new trees and new cars. <laughs> it was a Mer How was that for a segue? Did that work? Yeah, perfect. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, how many times in history are you aware of that another country was able to take the, the robber barons of Europe to task? Mm -mm. Never. Right. I know. Wouldn't you have liked one section of India to be able to do that to them? Because you guys could have produced the same stuff we did. You just weren't probably there yet manufacturing-wise. John, we're still fighting about them returning the damn Kohinoor diamond that's there in the crown. Yeah. And I'm pretty Go sure someone was grinning at the camera when they put that into the coffin and lowered it into the ground. We're not returning this. We're burying it with her. You know, I, I will honestly give them credit for at least being honest about what they did. They rolled up, killed everybody, and stole their shit. Mm -hmm. We are still in America unable to say that that's what we've done worldwide. We're, we're still incapable of going, you know, okay, why were we, why were we actually in Vietnam? Because the French were in Vietnam and they weren't doing very well. Mm -hmm. But the Vietnamese learned how to make French bread better than the French. There's the irony of Vietnam. I know. <laughs> Some of those cuisines, you don't notice it till the sandwiches come out. <laughs> They're like, hang on a minute. <laughs> oh, this is delicious. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, you look at the, the Mexican-American War where we got Texas and California, most importantly from them, and a few other states down on the southern border. That's where all of our oil revenue came from. Yeah. I mean, 
and we just rolled in and stole it. I mean, very, very British move. We faked, we faked a death, and that fake death caused us to go to war with them, which, you know, that's not our last time doing that either. <laughs> and and all of that, <clears throat> what I would say to anybody listening that goes, oh my God, he's one of them lefties. I go, I don't care that that's what happened. I care that we won't admit that's what happened. <laughs> mm-hmm. it, it happened, it's over, you know? I mean, it's 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 a weird deal, but I do appreciate my British cousins, relatives, distant bastard children, everything else, the Scots as well, for at least at least being honest about it and go, yeah, you're not getting your diamond back, bro. Yeah, we took it. <laughs> okay, you want to know what the mob looks like? It's the it's the pasty white dude over there with the suit. It is not the Italian in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. See, it was you who always told me that the best way to gauge the person sitting in the back with a fancy suit and old (laughs) is if he's really quiet, that's part of the mob. Just leave them alone. (laughs) That's the and he's listening to everything. Mm -hmm. Everything. um, You know, they don't don't stay alive that long without knowing something. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you think of it that way. You just go, how's this guy still alive over there? That, that's how. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Okay. So let's talk about Christmas since we're, you know, in a country where how many how many Christians do you have versus Hindus, Muslims, and Hang on. Sikhs? I, I was actually looking up the stats the other day. <laughs> Sean, they're at 26 million. Wow. Really? According, according to good. the 2011 census. So there might be more now. Oh, God, there's probably 40 the way you guys seem to grow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Look, over here, we are under assault by white Christian nationalism. So mm-hmm. Christmas has lost whatever meaning it used to have. Damn. Everybody gets to have a nice little dinner at home and everything. But there is a subtext mm-hmm. of um, warrior Jesus and crusader Jesus being shoved down everybody's throats in about 12 different states. And then there's about 20 other states that just did this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fuck you guys. They were a bunch of redneck losers. And they, they're they just not having anything to do with it. But if it infects enough of the South, that affects balance of our Congress, our Senate, and possibly a presidency. Mm-hmm. Now, so with the underpinning of these fake-ass Christians um that talk about going to war so here here's the best one so there we've got a group called the city elders and they started here in oklahoma and they're a bunch of just lunatic religion people that want a biblically based religion in city councils across our state and it started to spread a few places and it seems to have petered out because Mm -hmm. somebody looked up what the deal is and they don't understand in europe the catholic church ran everything yeah you had to go to them and get permission for you to do something within your country. And mm-hmm. so people are like, oh, oh, I just, we just thought we were going to use the documents to decide everything. And, and you go, no, no, they're, they're putting themselves in charge. Mm-hmm. In the southern part of the United States, so the, for, for those of you who don't know much about the Catholic Church, the Pope supposedly decides everything. And, uh, that's the Native Americans. They got a couple of encyclicals about them, um, which said it was okay to kill him. Yeah, not this Pope, another one. And mm-hmm. but and he's supposed to be infallible. So everything he says is true and right. 
which is interesting. Um, but we've got the Southern Baptists down here and Methodists and all these other folks. A lot of them are their own individual churches, so they get to teach whatever they want, where the Catholic Church is supposed to teach what the Pope has passed down. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so Everybody kind of gets the same message. These other folks get to do whatever they want, and we've got the Patriot pastors. And we, so you name it, we've got it. Um, mm -hmm. And, and I, there's no way to control any of that. So when they talk about the church being in charge, you go, there's only one church big enough to be in charge. And are you sure you want the Catholic church in charge of your government? Mm. True. So welcome to Christmas in America. I mean, it is, and, and you know, I'm on the front end of it. So I, I understand maybe a little more than a lot of folks, how worrying some of this stuff is. Um, yeah, because you go to all of the school board meetings where they're constantly yeah. petitioning for random shit that they want included, right? Yeah, book banning shit and all this other bullshit. Yeah, book banners never win. They, mm -hmm. they they gain a little traction every time they do it. They never win. So, but that's what we're in the middle of here. And uh, and so I go to like the weird things where people that raided the Capitol on January 6th come and speak at these churches about politics and their experience. And of course they're getting paid to do it and all this. And this is all just to stir the pot with, with everybody. The yeah. lady I saw on Tulsa at the Patriot pastors deal was a professional crier. Like she was a professional actress, not attractive enough to work in television or she could work in radio, but not television or, or uh, video or anything. She just was, you know, she looked like an Oompa Loompa, you know, kind of mm -hmm. as round as, and I'm not cutting her down. You you got to have a look to do this shit. Yeah. But she was the best prior I've ever seen. And she was the best professional victim I've ever seen. <clears throat> it was all the government's fault. Nobody made her go to, to the Capitol, Capitol on January 6th and go inside the Capitol building and, and destroy part of it. As yeah. if you guys thought you were going to win. As you and I say, or I say here regularly, I'll keep you out of trouble. The single worst attempted at overthrowing a government that America's ever been involved with was in our own country. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, I actually We're agree with that. that. <laughs> At Central America, we we every we put everybody there that's in charge. In South America, and a few African countries in mm -hmm. Eastern Europe and Asia. Yeah, I mean, we're good at it. They just weren't good that day. Yeah. <laughs> they were trying to play in the World Series of Sports and they were amateurs. Yep. That I agree so if it, Yeah, if it was real, wouldn't we have brought in helicopter gunships and just killed all of them? Mm-hmm. Right. There is that. <laughs> what was that joke where um, <laughs> they talk about the people who went to the Capitol and, <laughs> like, he's talking about, like, gun rights, I guess, and people yeah. who think that they can take on the United States army yeah. with whatever ammunition they're keeping in their garage or whatever the hell it is <laughs> like he was talking about like a, a super bowl where it's the army against these dudes and the guy who is about to drop a bomb from a drone is asking the guy this looks really unfair they've all just crowded up there do i hit the button <laughs> one place <clears throat> right i mean it, they are lucky i was not the guy in charge that day it would mm -hmm. not have turned out I'm actually you glad know, you went in charge. That sounded pretty violent. <laughs> well, so here's here's the thing. As Americans, we're we're literally coming up to an election where one side mm. literally had those people do the run on the Capitol, and he's the leading person on that side. I know. 
That is the I mean, weird part. Shit. <laughs> but we've just got a whole bunch of people as long as they are in middle class land. Mm-hmm. They're just so they're just oblivious or okay with what, what goes on. You know, it's um man, it's a it's a weird and you, you've heard me say this fifty times. It's a weird time to be here. And yep. you know, Christmas is right around the corner. <clears throat> so <clears throat> the latest thing from the moms for liberty, these mm-hmm. crazy Karen Klu Klux Klan people. Um, is that they're having a white Christmas drive. So they were looking for white families to bring Christmas presents to. And I'm not kidding. So this was a flyer that they sent out for a white Christmas. And, you know, you've lived here. I'm just shocked that people even still talk that way here. Because Oklahoma may not be as mixed as everywhere else, but we've got a lot of Mexicans, a lot of Indians, a lot of Blacks, a lot of stations i mean holy shit i i can't believe we're still dealing with this and that so when you say let's talk about christmas that's what comes to my mind is these assholes putting out they also had a hitler quote on some of their advertising in america oh wow they don't get did they not realize how uncomfortable those things are like sometimes even if i was when living in the village and you'd see like a brochure for something like this you're like sorry where do i live (laughs) right Exactly. So, so here's the thing. So uh, a lawyer would call it squeezing the orange. So mm-hmm. um, you, you do these little trial runs to see how much juice comes out, you know, how much venom comes back towards you, or is this really what people want to hear? Cause I'm not confident that it's not what people want to hear. Mm, yeah. I'm, I'm literally not confident about it. Now I'm confident a bunch of people I know don't want to hear it. Yeah. But there's a place for it. I mean, evidently, and it's out in the open anymore. All this shit's always happened. It was just under the skin. You know? Yeah. Somebody like, ripped off that no. bandage. We really look like at 3 a.m. intoxicated and on meth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. It's almost I, like now out in the open, right? But you right. get to pull this. Mm-hmm. And how do you look at a white Christmas thing and act like it's not a big deal when they only want to give shit to white families? Because you know what everybody that's brown, black, and yellow thinks? Don't they already get everything? <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. I know I know you're quiet on this for a reason. I got you. <laughs> Is it okay if I still ramble about it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you go on. <laughs> I'm just gonna sit here in silence at this moment. <laughs> right. So, but it's it's that's what I think it is. It's the squeezing of the orange to see how much we will tolerate. And so, or the other thing I would compare it to is the frog in the pot. Mm-hmm. Put it in water and just keep turning up the heat steadily, and the frog will just boil to death. And so the heat goes up and then it goes down. But it also gets them pressed every time they do it. And yeah. if you're a, a, a white supremacist for whatever that means anymore. You know, I, mm-hmm. I go to the local Walmart every day. We, we got to worry about this term. And that's from a whitey, fellow whitey going, oh, <laughs> a little concerned. Um, mm-hmm. So I don't I don't know where that goes, but that's what I'm seeing Christmas being this year. And I didn't as, as usual, I bummed out our whole show and people have turned the channel. But <laughs> I know. <laughs> when you put this one out, make sure you tags Moms for Liberty. And yeah. uh, it, it's it's important that maybe they. You know, not just the lefties are going out saying these people are terrible. You just, but that's the stuff they're putting out. 
Mm-hmm. Crazy. How much time we got so we can save this show? Oh, we have seven minutes to our 40, but we can oh, cool. All right. So here is the here's the challenge from here on out. Mm-hmm. I listen to Christmas music in my car um, and I do that on purpose. Um, so it kind of numbs me to the whole thing. <laughs> my son got in the car yesterday. He's like, why are you listening to Christmas music? And I go, I'm just trying to block everything else out. I'm just trying to. Think of the spirit of Christmas, okay? So you got this dude named Santa Claus, creepy old white guy that knows everything you're doing, mm-hmm. knows and he's making notes, and he knows whether you're naughty or nice. Does that sound like Jesus? Mm-mm, not at all. It sounds more like right. <laughs> <laughs> your uncle. If you really start thinking what the whole thing's about, it's a little weird. And you, know, I mean. I don't know if you could do a stand-up routine on this because do people realize how crazy it is over here? So Christmas from a marketing perspective was basically created by my friends from the Jewish delegation, which is mm-hmm. cool because they own stores, but you know, the irony, the yep. irony cannot be Bill Barr, jump on in there. The irony cannot be. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and, hell uh, yeah. And some of the most famous songs that that are Christmas songs have been sung by people that are, are not Christians, which is cool with me. I just mm-hmm. want somebody to sing singer. I don't care. You know, mm-hmm. um, it is, it's interesting the the play out of all of that. And the most famous Christian TV shows or movies were not generally made by Christians. So what mm-hmm. have we learned? What have we learned here today, Deepak? You don't have to be Christian to be good at it. And, uh, and the white Christian nationals should not be getting anything for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Because, you know, my, my my favorite part about Bill Barr rolling back through all of this thing is most mm-hmm. people don't realize his wife is ethnic. She's yep. an African-American. And people will always call the guy a bigot. He'll go, Henry. He jumps off his shit. And and I always find humor in that fact that he is the, you know, roughest, probably one of the more honest talkers. And when you really roll it around, it's mm-hmm. probably a softy that's, you know, that's just, that's the street persona you got to put on not to get your ass kicked where, wherever he grew up. Yeah, Boston. <laughs> <laughs> but he said suburbs, so he's probably fine. <laughs> the suburbs of Boston would probably be as rough as the roughest area. <laughs> Us Irish are known for fighting a lot and drinking a little bit. Just mm-hmm. so- <laughs> the, the best bit i've seen that guy do was outside of a motel it's in a movie that he was in outside oh, of yeah. a motel and he's smoking a cigar and this guy goes you can't smoke here and he goes what do you call what you're doing he goes vaping <laughs> he goes, do you know the irony of somebody who's smoking telling somebody else to not be able to smoke <laughs> yep that movie is awesome john it's the old ads <laughs> It is, it is, um, it's fun. I mean, and do, can I identify with him? My God. Yeah. My kids Mm -hmm. went to monastery. A whole bunch of that shit that happened there really does happen. (laughs) Yeah. No. You know who who gets to control PTA meetings? Who's ever got the time to go to a PTA meeting? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, all right. So back to Christmas. So this Christmas is going to be kind of weird for me because um, mm-hmm. everybody's 
town for this funeral and now they're all heading back out so i don't even know who will be around we used to do a deal on christmas day at my pub for anybody that knows anybody that owns a pub somewhere else um and i would go in and just open the actual bar part over and everyone would bring leftovers that had been christmas part at christmas parties for anyone that was here from out of town that didn't have anywhere to go and we get about 40 people around it was a way to keep them from being at home lonely sitting there thinking you know what did i do with my life that i'm here on christmas and nobody loves me and all this and you get to hang out with 40 mostly random strangers and, and eat i was some about food to and... mention that the first time that i was there you did this and i was there with you <laughs> Way to add in all the loneliness shit in there, Sean. <laughs> I'm a, being a guy from another country, wasn't it nice to have somewhere to go? Oh, yeah, it was. Because you're just trying to get through the effing day. You're just like, mm -hmm. man, I just need the day to end. I got business to do tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. And I've been in other states during Christmas. You know, I've been in that, I've been that person. I've been you on, in that situation. And yeah. it was just a really nice way to... To go, oh, okay, so we all get through this together. We're in the we're in the same rowboat's got a small leak, you know, <laughs> a couple of work, and some asshole started a fire in the middle of it. So it's the clock's ticking. <laughs> <laughs> but there's there's a weird camaraderie in in all that. The um big Jim, the 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 photographer, did bring like shrimp balls one night and failed to tell everybody there were shrimp in there, which is a bit of an issue for me, but <laughs> <laughs> You're outside allergic. Of, outside of that event, everything's before we close. I had somebody go, Hey, Sean, I think we should do a lasagna competition between you and me, and we could have this big deal. And I go, Well, that's okay, but you know, I'm not doing restaurant lasagna. I'm doing, I don't care what it fucking costs lasagna, and I'm going to beat everybody. <laughs> and <they were> like, <laughs> oh, and I go, Yeah, I got to do it for a certain price. That's mm -hmm. <laughs> when you're at home, you can spend whatever you want. That's why you're <laughs> like better. <laughs> All right, but it's I, I hope I didn't bum everybody out. I hope they listened to the end for the white Christmas bullshit. <laughs>